Hello, welcome to Chapter 3 Podcasts, the show for readers of science fiction, fantasy, and romance. This is Season 1, Episode 23. I'm Bethany, and joining me tonight is Isabel from the YouTube channel Happy For Now. Today we're going to be talking about romance subgenres and tropes. If you are new to reading romance, or you're thinking of dipping your toes in, or just kind of want a refresher, this is going to give you an overview of what to expect from different parts of the genre. And of course, we're going to be recommending some of our favorite examples of each of these. So I'm really excited about this episode. If you are enjoying the podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you could take a moment to rate and review us so we can continue to reach more listeners. And if you are interested in getting early access to episodes as well as exclusive bonus content from all of our guests, consider supporting us on Patreon. Huge thanks to all of our supporting patrons, including our world-expanding patron, Trina. You make this possible. And I am so excited to have you here with me tonight, Izzy, because you mostly read romance and mostly talk about romance. I feel like you were the perfect person to have as a guest for this episode. I appreciate that. When you asked me, I was super hyped because I love one of my favorite things is like getting people into romance. So like my best friend, I got her into romance. She was like a literary snob, Mm -hmm. like self-proclaimed. Okay. Like she was like, yeah, I thought I was too good for this. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to read this genre. And I was like, (laughs) watch me. (laughs) (laughs) watch me change your mind it is my favorite thing because I just think there's there's so much to be found in the genre beyond just like books with good sex absolutely well I can relate to your friend because I was similar I thought it was trashy and not something I would read and look at me now I'm a huge fan I know. I mean, exactly. It's just, it's the best. Absolutely. So tonight we're going to talk about kind of the different categories and subcategories of romance. And then we're going to talk about specific tropes that you might see in the romance genre. We're not going to talk about all of them because there are many. Too many. Too many. We're going to cover some of the most common ones and then maybe we'll throw in some others if we have time and feel like it. We'll see. Yeah. So to start, we're going to talk about the three sort of broad categories of romance and then we'll get more fine-grained with it. So I would say the three main categories of romance are historical, contemporary, and speculative. I would agree. And for anybody wondering what speculative includes, this is going to be anything with supernatural sci-fi magical elements. So this is going to be your fantasy romance, your sci-fi romance, your paranormal romance. All of that is going to fall under speculative. So where do you want to start? And like, what would you say about who might be into these categories, I guess, if we want to make this a guide for people getting into the romance genre? I always recommend that if you want lower heat, now anything I recommend, (laughs) this is probably not going to be low heat because that's just not my thing. (laughs) I will say that. Like, I'm not your person for like anything closed door, really. I can do a little bit of that. (laughs) But yeah, I I just I want to caveat that because like, but I do feel like historicals can be a good starting point because Mm -hmm. it's kind of something with enough framework that you're semi familiar with. Who doesn't know Pride and Prejudice to some extent? Exactly. Look, I've never read Jane Austen, but I've watched a bajillion adaptations. Like, you know, you have some familiarity with the Regency. So I always feel like historical can be a good starting point. But also, I think, like, if you already like fantasy, that's where you should go. Like, if you like a genre already, then you should, like, go that direction. But romance. Agreed. Yeah, I think it's interesting because I love historicals 
because I am a fan of like Jane Austen and the Bronte mm-hmm. sisters. And so if you like that, historical romance is fun. And I think especially modern historical romance, because we're going to, yes. we, maybe we can talk a little bit about this too, that, you know, modern historical romance is not your mother's bodice ripper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in in most mainline genres, there are exceptions, which we'll get to you, but in, in most mainline genres of romance these days, consent is prioritized pretty heavily, mm-hmm. and which I appreciate. And you can tell a difference if you go back and read something that was published even 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's significantly. Oh, 100%. It's, it's wild sometimes when you go back and read. And I've done, I've read some of the older stuff just mm-hmm. for like, you, when you read older romance, I think you have to go in with the mindset of it being like a historical text, kind mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. to an extent, and a reflection of that time period. Even older, hist- uh, like, contemporaries or any of it, you know, yeah. to know that, like, consent values are not going to be the same as what we have now mm-hmm. and what you see now yeah. on the page. Yeah. So if we want to start with historical, I guess I have a couple of entry points that I tend to recommend to people, and then I'd be curious to hear what yours are. Mm-hmm. I usually recommend for people who want something that is more of a romantic comedy, kind of a lighter tone, and, you know, are, are looking for something that's not super literary, but fun with very modern sensibilities, you can't go wrong with Tessa Dare. I agree wholeheartedly. She is uh, more people than I can count entry point to historical romance. I mean, I think she's a fantastic one. We actually, if you decide you're interested in checking out Tessa Dare, on this podcast, I've got an entire episode dedicated Mm -hmm. to Tessa Dare. So if you want to know where to start with her books, go check that out. It'll give you a really good deep dive. She is one of my favorite historical romance authors. I love her. She's so funny and very modern. I, I feel like I have a couple of books that I typically recommend people start with with her. And Mm -hmm. they are The Duchess Deal, which I love. And I know we're going to get to tropes later, but this is A Marriage of Convenience. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yes. And A Beauty and the Beast. Who doesn't love that? Yep. A Loose Beauty and the Beast retelling, which I love. That's a really good one, I think. And then the other one is When the Scot Ties the Knot. Or When a Scot Ties the Knot. Yeah. That one, I agree, is also really good. I think the Castles Ever After and the um, whatever the Duchess deals part of that series. Girl Meets meets Duke. Okay, yeah. That's what I was like. (laughs) My brain literally said, no, you don't have that anymore in it. (laughs) But um, those two series are the two I also recommend from Tessa. Yeah, I think they're great. She's one of my main entry points. I would say for people who want a historical romance with a little bit of an elevated style to the writing that wants something that feels, I I don't know, slightly more literary, not really literary, but slightly more that direction. Mm -hmm. I recommend Courtney Milan. I love her. She is not everybody's cup of tea. I think she's more intellectual than what some people are looking for from their historical romance. And so if you want something that's just like pure fluff, she's probably not going to be for you. But if you want something that's going to give you a little bit more of like an intellectual literary quality to the writing, she's she's worth checking out. I like her a lot. I have been in between of the two, I feel like, mm. which is Sarah McLean, who okay. I feel like is very, her newer stuff, most of her stuff is very feminist forward. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, modern feeling. People complain all the time. It's too modern. Good steam. Mm-hmm. Like, very good sex scenes in these books. 
well plotted for the most part you know good redemption stories etc i loved sarah mclean she's one of my like all-time favorite authors and i think she's one that like if you want that more feminist than tessa dare take almost if that makes sense like she definitely like her last series the bare knuckle bastards has a lot of feminist themes throughout Mm -hmm. and i think the first two books in that series are a great starting point if you want kind of uh some girls who aren't going to take any shit from a guy Mm -hmm. to an extent and uh, a hero in my favorite one, which is um, Raisin and the Beast. I love that one. We've got a plus size heroine and a hero who carries candies around in his pockets for the kids <laughs> in Covent Garden. So it's great. Yeah. What more do you want? Right. Right. Yeah. I, I think that's a good one as well. I think for people who are not so sure how they feel about the steamy scenes, they don't want to see anything explicit in their romance. For historical, my go-to recommendation is Vanessa Riley. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. She writes diverse historical romance that's really smart. There's a lot of chemistry between her characters, but there's closed-door bedroom scenes, so it's kind of like a fade-to-black type thing. And I just, I really enjoy her books. I think they're really interesting and really smart. She has a very unique voice to her writing that can take a little getting used to I think because it's not like other romance that you might read but I think she's great and she was a guest on this podcast so you can also check out that uh, episode which was a lot of fun talking to her I continue to have her on my TBR and have yet to pick her up. Oh, I need she's to. great. Another diverse historical, which I don't know if you have her on your list or not, of course, is Beverly Jenkins. Absolutely. Who is like queen, queen of histo- uh, diverse historicals. Yes. And I actually think her Wild West series is a really good starting point because it's three mm-hmm. books. It's pretty like it's steamy, but it's not over the top. It's really well written. It really does explores the West mm-hmm. when people were you know, moving west to mine, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) I'm not reading for this. But it has, the first book has a hero who is pretending to be a white man and he's actually mixed. Yeah. And it's really, just a really engaging story. Those were my first Miss Bev books and I literally couldn't put them down. Yeah, I think that's a great recommendation. I want to go back and read more Beverly Jenkins, but everything I've read from her has been great. So if you're looking for more Regency romance that's going to be set in Europe from a diverse author, Vanessa Riley would be the pick. If you want American-centered diverse Mm -hmm. romance definitely check out beverly jenkins she's got great romances great characters and then i always feel like i come away having learned something Uh, she does a ton of research on history that you don't get taught in schools and she's wonderful i i want more uh u.s centered uh historicals that aren't civil war (laughs) right (laughs) yes yes please that would be wonderful and you know who else actually so i i actually i do have another recommendation so i have an author who spans all three of these subcategories, and she is one of my favorite authors, and that's Alyssa Cole. Okay, I was saving her for contemporary, but so. But she also writes historical and speculative. True, this is true. She she does kind of do it all. It's yeah. kind of wild. Yeah. I actually really like, it is Civil War, but she has, I need to continue with the series, but I read the first book in the series. Um, I, I'll, I'll put the title of it in the show notes, but she's got a series set around the Civil War. Her main character is a Black woman who is a spy posing as a slave. It's great. It's very steamy. It's really interesting. I thought it was really well handled. So she's another option for historical. She also has Mm -hmm. some historical novellas set around the American Revolutionary time period. 
which is are very interesting. Mm-hmm. And oh, and she also has a very short. It's almost more of a short story than a novella. It's like fifty pages, but yeah. she has a medieval story as well. And she has a nineteen sixties one. Yes, um, and yeah. the Harlem one. The okay, Harlem Renaissance. so so see. <laughs> What I'm saying is Alyssa Cole should be your go-to for any of these categories, but but that's kind of an entry point for historicals. Um, the Civil War ones, An Extraordinary Union. An Extraordinary Union. Thank you. Perfect. Okay, so moving on, because we could, you know, we could talk about this all day, but <laughs> let's talk about contemporary romance. So this is set in our modern day or mm-hmm. pretty close to it, and I have a lot of authors that I would recommend. Um, There's a lot of really great ones and you can go in so many different directions with this. Oh yeah. (laughs) So I want to hear kind of your thoughts. I also, also here we could talk a little bit about contemporary subgenres because that's where things get interesting. I mean, I feel like, so you, you can find dark historicals, like they do kind of exist, but contemporary is where we really get into the like dark romance that has like heavy content warnings. Yes. I feel like and more themes around that they may feature BDSM and a lot of things that I know like Bethany you don't like to read. No I don't. Which is Um, (laughs) which which is fine. fine. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Like there's nothing wrong with that. But like I feel like contemporary is where you start dabbling into that where you're like wait you read what? (laughs) Um in a different way than you are when someone's like, yeah, I read about blue aliens with a spur. Like, right. it's just a different kind of, wait, what? Yeah. You know, my favorite contemporary trope is the uh, man who will kill for you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> don't want that in real life, obviously. But <laughs> I love it in a book when he's like, they did what? Okay, well, I'm going to take care of that. And then they're like, it's handled. And you're, they're like, wait, what did you do? <laughs> the guy's like, don't worry about it. And I'm like, oh, this is great. I love this. <laughs> Okay, so what's your go-to pick for that trope? Oh, oh, that's a really hard question. Because <laughs> um, every time I read it, I'm like, this is my favorite now. This is my favorite mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently that I read, I really liked Twisted Lies by Anna Wong. She's a debut this year. She's an indie author. That one is a brother's best friend. Her brother goes away and he tells his friend to like watch his sister to make sure she doesn't get into trouble. Like not in a way like that she can't take care of herself, just in a way that sometimes she's a little like empty headed on her actions maybe. And there's some other stuff going on in the background and it turns out that like he's like, he just like hates everyone. It just is slowly her like grinding him down. (laughs) Like it's grumpy sunshine and then he like, he kills some people for Mm -hmm. her. It's great. It's great. And if you want, like, pure morality, not even, I don't know if it's morality shade even, which is, like, you know, when a hero is only good for the heroine. Right. She's the only thing tethering him to any sense of morality. Would be Run, Posey, Run by Kate C. Wells. Okay. So Twisted Lies is, like, dark light. This is dark. Uh, and this is a mafia romance where he literally slaughters a bunch of people because they did her wrong. Oh, my gosh. And she, the interesting on that one is that she's kind of like the whore Mm -hmm. in the situation. Like she's been labeled as that by like the community and he doesn't care. Mm -hmm. So it's a role we don't see often when you read mafia romances. And I was like, oh, I love this. (laughs) But then I was like, oh no. (laughs) 
it's fine. There's no shame. No. Well, and this is part of why I wanted to have you on because I know you read some of that kind of stuff, which I don't. And so I'm not the person to recommend it. And this is, I think, what's great about the romance genres. There's really something for everybody, mm-hmm. but regardless of whether you want something, which we'll get to you, that's more of like a sweet inspirational romance where you're not getting steamy scenes on page or you want to go really, really dark. And again, not my cup of tea so much, but this is where you get, like you said, it can be BDSM elements, sometimes non-consensual things, or like I see a lot of people on TikTok right now talking about bully romances, which again, yep. does not appeal to me. I'm very hit and miss with bully. <laughs> I, I just don't like reading about, I'm up in age and I feel like you're, we're in a similar age yeah, range, yeah. right? Like we're not very far apart no. in age. I just like don't want to read about high schoolers always. Like sometimes yeah. I do and sometimes I'm here for it. And then sometimes I'm like, I'm out. I'm done. I don't. Fair. Nope. <laughs> no interest in high schoolers. Yeah. Like I'm so past that in my life. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, so it's interesting. So there's like a whole set of dark romances. So if that is something you want to get into, it is out there and it goes all kinds of places. <laughs> it does it goes a lot of places um for somebody who wants to dip their toes into the darker side of things what would you recommend uh katie roberts wicked villain series yeah i think is a great starting point um the first book uh desperate measures does have dubcon in it so that's dubious consent Mm -hmm. so go in knowing that but they have actually set up a play structure if you read the book closely you'll notice that they have a dynamic already built into their relationship in which she has a safe word Mm -hmm. And a lot of people miss that, um, which I totally understand. No judgment on that. I totally get why people would miss it and be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like that series by Katie Robert is really interesting because, you know, she's kind of playing up Disney villains, fairy tale villains, and turning it on its head. And you can kind of get a taste for a lot of different kinks and different dynamics in a relationship yeah and so i think the first one desperate measures is sort of like a modern take on a jafar jasmine yep Mm -hmm. and then it just goes from there it's uh and her touch of taboo is another good one to like explore some maybe more taboo Mm -hmm. subject matters that you're not sure if you're gonna want to read so like the first one is your dad will do where she goes and his um dad her ex-fiance's dad because he cheated Mm -hmm. on her there is a happily ever after at the end of all of these and uh it's great <laughs> listen it's great she yeah. seems like she cares a lot about working consent into all of her books 100 percent. um she's very good at consent in her books and i think she's very good at like she lays out the story in a way in which you're like oh i'm here for this ride wherever we're going mm-hmm. i am going with mm-hmm. you and i know she just had i don't know if it's her first traditionally published romance come out but neon gods which is like a Mm -hmm. hades and persephone story but contemporary yes Uh, and people seem to be loving that it's incredible (laughs) absolutely incredible so that's another one you could actually read too and it's not her first traditional published but it's like her most recent like she's not been traditionally published in a while she kind of went indie she bops back and forth a little bit which is nice Mm -hmm. She has a mafia series too. Uh, if you wanted to try mafia, you know, I, I feel like she's a really good starting point for any darker romance because yeah. you can kind of, she's done it all. <laughs> and she's really good at telling you what tropes are in her yeah. books. Great. So going to the extreme opposite side of contemporary romance, we have the sweet or inspirational romance, which mm-hmm. I know is less your thing. And I don't read a lot of it, but there I, there are a few. I like to mix it in 
to my reading. Mm -hmm. And actually, okay, I will say this too, for historicals, my other recommendation, side note with the historicals, but my other recommendation, if you want this kind of like a sweet, not steamy historical, the proper romance line from Shadow Mountain Publishing is pretty good. The books I've read from them, I've enjoyed. They've got some really good ones and all of them are not steamy. So that would be another place to look. But for contemporary, one option is there's the inspiration line of uh, Harlequin category romances is a great place to look. Look at it because some of them are more religious and others are not. There's some variation mm -hmm. there. So depending on what you're looking for, one author that I really love, I think she has great relationships and great characters is Patricia Davids. And she writes Amish romances, which is usually not my thing so much but she in particular i've read a couple of books from her now and she writes fantastic characters and really good plot arcs and they're pretty short she writes a lot of stuff for harlequin categories she may have other books as well but she is one that i would definitely recommend for high quality sweet inspirational romance i've read one closed door book this year i just checked <laughs> do tell <laughs> uh twice shy by sarah hogel okay I feel like that was closed door. I marked it as that. It must have been. I mean, maybe something happens. But that was a, it was a cute romance. It was very like, I mean, I've read sweet romances that are dirty. So I hate using that mm -hmm. word. But like, it was what people would call sweet yeah. romance. It's kind of enemies to lovers uh, slash like, why do I like you? Dejunking her aunt's house who has passed mm -hmm. and turning it into like a hotel. Bed and breakfast. That's the word for it. I about called it an Airbnb. <laughs> Uh, a bed and breakfast and it's just him slowly coming out of his shell and like you have a virgin hero uh hero and it was just very cute yeah. i walked away like oh this is cute <laughs> that sounds awesome another person that i recommend who she does have some on-page scenes but they're usually pretty brief and not not super described at least for a lot of her recent stuff is sarah morgan and i feel like her books kind of span they're kind of like hybrids of women's fiction and romance so if mm -hmm. you're looking for something that has more like friendship and family dynamics woven in plus some good romances she is fantastic i think one of the best writers in terms of character development and character relationship writing that i've read i'm always so impressed with her books I've read one of her books. I got nothing. I'm like, yeah. I think she used to write more actual romance and now mm -hmm. she writes more of this in between stuff. But she comes out with a book mm -hmm. around the holidays every year and they're always so good. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoyed the Christmas Sisters yeah. for the most part. That's a good one. I, I mean, you know, it, I, they're just not my thing. It's just super not my thing. Debbie Maycomer also has like Christmassy yeah. holiday ones if you want to try that that are like sweet and clean. I've read mm -hmm. that. Like, they're fine. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, can we get to <laughs> one track mind over here? Let's get down to business. I mean, that's the thing is like everybody wants different things. I like to mix it up. I like my romance to have like some of both, but I think whatever you're looking mm -hmm. for is, is definitely there. Okay. So then in kind of our mid range in between these where they can be steamy, but they're not dark, mm -hmm. uh, go to's. Ella Mays, specifically like her to hate Adam Connor or no. To Love Jason Thorne and To Hate Adam Connor is the two books. They're like a celebrity romance. They're kind of steamy. They're not super intense. 
just kind of cute slice of life. I mean, it's a celebrity slice of life. So, you know, a little drama and stuff like that. But I feel like she was a good one. Go ahead and tell me one of yours. Let me yeah, I haven't, I haven't read her. One of my favorites, I mean, we already mentioned Alyssa Cole, who, um, mm-hmm. yeah, her Reluctant Royal series is fantastic. Really recommend that. African royalty and just really wonderful, smart contemporary romance. I love them. If you want a good slow burn romance, A Duke by Default is the second book in that series. And it's set in Scotland with a man who makes swords and he's grumpy and it's wonderful. I love it. Sword Bay forever. It's so good. He's the best. One of my other favorite authors is Talia Hibbert. And I'm mm-hmm. so happy that she is, she's also, she's like 25. Like, I, it's, it, I try not to think about it, okay? <laughs> Just, I'm like, how? She is how? one of the most talented. I mean, the fact that she's 25 years old and she's been so successful is so talented. She's this like beautiful, amazing, anyway, she's wonderful. And she started out writing indie romance and then, kind of hit it big with her first debut which was uh, she's amazing all of her books are fantastic they're steamy they have great characters they're super diverse and have wonderful representation of everything from she'll have fat characters bisexual characters she's got one of her earlier indie published books where the hero is demisexual which was Mm-hmm. Very cool. Not a thing that you typically see, but she just writes really wonderful romance. Um, she's got a couple of books with autistic characters and it is own voices for that. She is autistic. And uh, anyway, I love her. Tally Hibbert is great. And I feel like most people that I talk to end up falling in love with a lot of her books. They're also funny. They are. Uh, another author that's funny. Um, and I feel like some of her books are steamier than others. So I'm not going to say they're all like you know, kind of middle of the mm-hmm. road. Some probably fall a little higher on the scale. But Christina C. Jones, okay. um, the Wright Brother series, which ah. starts with getting schooled mm-hmm. and follows a trio of brothers, is spectacular. And I'm slowly working through her backlist, but she has like 70 some. It's a lot. Yeah. It is a lot. Yeah. And she has a range. Like I read a book from her that would be darker romance for the most part. Not like dark, dark, but like dark light, you know. He kidnaps his wife. It's fine. <laughs> Well, he kidnaps her to make her communicate with him about, like, their relationship because she won't talk to him. And she's trying to divorce him. It's a whole thing. It's very romantic, actually. He's like, no, you're going to talk to me. But the Wright Brothers is, like, rom-com-y, goofy, very quick novellas that I absolutely adored and made me fall in love with her writing. Yeah. I haven't read those, but I have heard, definitely heard good things about them. You would, I think you definitely would like them. And I think you would like the Love Sisters. And some of her other ones. I do not think you would like the Vegas Nights series. Yeah. A lot of hers are in Hoopla. Okay. Um, and on script. Okay. So Good to know. And they're short. They're like six hours, seven hours. Nice. So I love, when I like, I'm like, I don't know what I want to read. She's my go-to. Mm-hmm. I, I know I'm forgetting people too, but one one author who I think is a good entry point for people getting into romance is Lucy Parker. Agreed. I have I have her on my rec list. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Well, I have her for A Grumpy Sunshine, which we had mentioned earlier, but this is when you have one character who's grumpy and one who's like happy and like sweet all the time, kind of. But the Austin playbook mm-hmm. falls into that and is wonderful. It's it's really fun. Her books are just great, have great characters, they're easy to read. Her later ones, her more recent ones are a little bit more steamy, but her early one is 
like not like her first couple books are not steamy almost at all mm-hmm. but yeah she's great i also think rebecca weatherspoon could be a good entry point yeah she's definitely a lot more steamy but yeah i feel like she's more steamy but also yeah. like if you read her cowboy books i feel like those weren't as steamy the cowboys of california yeah because they're more traditionally published That's so it's kind of like if you want to if you want a sampling mm-hmm. of different mm-hmm. levels i feel like you could kind of bop around her back yeah no that's true i will say she wrote one of my favorite cinnamon roll heroes of all time rafe the buff male nanny so Mm -hmm. if you like a a cinnamon roll hero who might look tough on the outside but is really sweet nooey gooey on the inside highly recommend rafe one of my favorite hero types (laughs) i'm I'm in the minority I love Rafe. You're good. I like cinnamon rolls. I yeah. I vary. I like different kinds of heroes. Mm-hmm. I just you know, I'm just murder. Yeah, fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Whatever works. For, whatever works for you. <laughs> it just depends on my mood. Lately, fair. I've been in a mood for books that involve just you know, a little gruff, I mean, a little I little mean, meanness hey, sometimes. Hey. Like I have a few people on my list who are more serious romances Mm -hmm. like hard-hitting romances and then some who are more fun and funny the fun funny side talia hibbert is definitely there Alyssa Mm -hmm. cole is definitely over there also one that came out last year that i loved was boyfriend material by alexis hall did you i I would be careful and make sure you pick that one up and not um one of his older ones that is definitely like a yeah heavier book around like bdsm so i hear so i hear but boyfriend (laughs) material is traditionally published from source books and Mm -hmm. i loved it it was funny it's a male male romance in britain with like kind of a bad boy and like an uptight guy what i like about it too is it is written by a like a gay guy Mm-hmm. which is is nice because I feel like a lot of times you get these male male romances written by women which I don't know can sometimes be a little I don't I like some of them but it's I'm always a little like the, 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 the struggle that I have right is that you just wonder if are they the only ones getting the opportunity to publish the books yeah that's the problem, right? At the end of the day, it's like you want to see people writing their own representation getting to publish yes. the books. And then like, yes. it's a whole bunch of straight white ladies getting published. Yeah. And that's not cool. Like, that sucks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think Boyfriend Material is another great kind of fun one. And then somebody who kind of walks the line, another guest in a previous episode of the podcast, along with Vanessa Riley, is Adriana Herrera, who is about mm-hmm. to start writing historicals. And I cannot wait. She writes That's gonna be interesting. Yeah. She did she came on the on on the podcast to talk about it and I am I'm so hyped for this series. It's set in France around the World Fair. It's gonna be great. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Oh, I'm really excited. I'm though. so excited. I'm so excited. Coming out, I think, next year. But she's written a bunch of contemporary romances that are quite steamy, but also tend to be pretty socially aware. She's a social mm-hmm. worker and an advocate for like social justice causes. And I think a lot of that bleeds into the books that she writes. And I'm I enjoy that. Yeah, I do too. I, I think she does that really well. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any other kind of like lighthearted contemporary suggestions for people do you feel like mia sosa's um oh my gosh what was that book called (laughs) i have the cover in my head this is probably the one that's on my tbr that i need to read with the wedding cake yes i haven't Um, read it yet i have it 
The worst best man. The worst best man. I feel like that one can work really well, but she also has a other series called Love on Cue that kind of delves into celebrity and like being a person of color mm. with fame mm-hmm. a little bit. I've only read the second one, which is Pretending He's Mine. It's a brother's best friend, which is a trope I like really enjoy a lot of the time um, and fake relationships. So it's just whenever it's like that whole mix, you know, sometimes you're just like, ah, oh, perfect. Yeah. And I really liked Pretending his, He's Mine. He was a rep- an agent. That's the word. A representative, an agent <laughs> for her brother. But I feel like she writes really funny, but also somewhat like serious because The Worst Best Man is literally about a girl falling in love with her ex-fiance's brother. <laughs> Which is like not. Like, you know, like you're like, what? Yeah. How is that going to work? And it does work. But it's it's a lot. Like, yeah. but I laughed so much during that book. Yeah. So, yeah, that's fun. I, I feel like there's a lot of relatively lighthearted ones. One that I had on this on this list, although I'm going to be honest, I, you know what, take it with a grain of salt because a lot of other people liked it better than me. But Lissa K. Adams is writing the Bromance Book Club series. I really loved the first three books and then I, I didn't finish <laughs> the latest one. I didn't. I did not work for me, but other people seem to be feeling differently and enjoying it more than more than I did. But overall, I love the premise of having these guys who get together for a secret book club where they read romance novels to like be better men for the women in their lives. I think mm-hmm. it's great. I think it's. I mean, I've not read these, so I think okay. they're an interesting premise. But they're ones that I'm just like, eh, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I think they're really fun. I think my my favorite one is the third book in the series, which has a cinnamon roll hero and kind of like a friends to lovers trope. I guess we're kind of mixing the tropes into the conversation, but I feel like that's a good one where they'd been longtime friends and then it's like bridging that gap into finally mm-hmm. having something more. Well, and I feel like um, that's a series I've seen a lot of like new or not normal romance readers dive into yeah. and really love. And I can totally see why. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's a great starting point for people who haven't read a lot of romance. Well, it's interesting. I think my entry point, at least my most recent entry point into romance, even though now she's less my favorite because her books are very hit and miss for me, but Jasmine Guillory, which I know people have a lot of feelings about (laughs) about some of her books, Um, but I read The Wedding Date and... I, at the time, I, I really enjoyed it. It's not super steamy. And at the time, I was not comfortable with very steamy scenes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, I like this. This is interesting. I like the characters. I like the themes. Maybe I should do more of this. And again, like her books have been very, like very hit and miss. I did, I will say, I did really enjoy the wedding party from her. It has like a, like a secret relationship thing where they're hiding mm-hmm. it from everyone else, which made me laugh. And the hero is like, really nerdy and into spreadsheets and I just enjoy that so that's amusing (laughs) I don't know that I've ever read a hero that's into spreadsheets she's very into his spreadsheets I just I I I relate to this I I I loved it I thought it was great (laughs) yeah moving on if we have some like Okay, I, I guess I have two sort of sets of thoughts on other places to go with contemporary before we get to speculative, which we really should, because I know most of our listeners are sci-fi fantasy readers, but with contemporaries, with the more serious side of things, you have your like romantic suspense, 
mm-hmm. which I think is great for mystery readers or thriller yeah, readers sure. who want to try getting into romance. And then you have your more like hard hitting topical romances. Mm-hmm. So those are kind of like two sets of more intense takes on contemporary. I don't feel like I read a ton of hard hitting romance. It's not like my favorite. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like sometimes it's just too many gut punches and not enough kissing, <laughs> basically. <laughs> but I do love a romantic suspense. I, lo- I love thrillers, too, in general. Mm-hmm. And I would say Adriana Anders has a really good romantic suspense called Whiteout, in which they're in the Arctic. Oh, fun. And on the run from these people who are trying to steal a virus. So uh, just a little content warning <laughs> around COVID here. This does center a virus that uh-huh. is like been dug up from the ice so a little yeah it was a little yeah. weird uh-huh. um it had a great danger bang in which they literally like get down to business in the freezing cold <laughs> because that had to happen i mean it's fine it had to happen mm-hmm. <laughs> uh and he is definitely another grumpy hero I-, I feel like that's a theme for us we both really like grumpy heroes I, yeah <laughs> i do and i enjoy them grumpy but not mean yeah He's like, they're basically figuring out how to survive and make it to the next station with this item. Mm -hmm. And I was so good. And I was like, I need to read more romantic suspense like this. And I've not stopped rocking it to people. I love it. I don't read a lot of romantic suspense, but I've been dipping my toes into the classic Nora Roberts, who writes Mm -hmm. a lot of romantic suspense. And I've been quite enjoying some of her, her stuff. Right now I'm reading Whiskey Beach which is set at like a small seaside town and the hero was a lawyer and is trying to write his first novel and has been accused of murdering his wife. Interesting. Yeah. Um, They were about to get a divorce and he found her dead and they think he's the one who did it. And so he is staying at his grandmother's estate in the seaside town to write his book and like get away from everything while all all of this is happening and the heroine is this like speaking of grumpy sunshine definitely this one has that grumpy sunshine thing she's this like super free-spirited woman who he meets because she's part-time kind of the housekeeper for his grandma's place but she's also a yoga instructor and a masseuse and has like all these side businesses (laughs) wow yeah anyway I'm really enjoying it it's super fun and super charming and there's this like mystery element of it but also this kind of slow burn romance and you know it does get a little bit steamy I'm she's I think she's a good kind of well-known option for that Mm -hmm. I would agree. I mean, and you can always try the in-depth series, which is like romantic suspense Right. And that one I think has a speculative twist to it as well. It does. Because mm-hmm. it's set in like 2050. Yeah. Which is interesting. So. Yeah. So the other kind of hard-hitting that deals with more hard-hitting issues who I love is Kennedy Ryan. Yeah. I, I feel like that's my one <laughs> that I have. <laughs> and, and I literally like, I love her and I will read one Kennedy Ryan a year and then I'm done. <laughs> It is too much. I uh, but do not like these so emotions. Good. They're so good. I it's just, just so oh, much. It is it is a lot. Her books are intense. But I they're also very steamy mm-hmm. and amazing characters and ideas. My favorite romance of the year last year in 2020 was Grip by Kennedy Ryan because I think I'm in an interracial marriage, have been for a decade now. And that book 
in my opinion, is the best and most accurate dis- depiction I've ever seen of the real issues that come up in an, that kind of an interracial relationship. And I just thought it was handled so well. And I loved the characters. I loved the romance. It was amazing. I mean, I love Kennedy Wright. I, I will say, I feel like she's one you've got to proceed with, like, all the content warnings at hand. Yeah. yeah. Because they, she, yeah. Again, there's a reason I only read, like, one a year, <laughs> maybe two. And I love her. Like, I do. Yeah. I'm just, like, I cannot read. Like, it's too much. Yeah. Like, they're so heavy. That's, that's fair. Um, long shot knocked me on my ass. I haven't like, read I that one just, yet, like, but I've heard. I'm, I want to read it, but... It's yeah. very good. Mm-hmm. By no means is it bad. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. But who? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, just leave me alone yeah. for a while. <laughs> Let me sit in the corner. Everybody has been raving about Real. Yes. Which just came out from her, and I really want to read it. I have a feeling it's not going to be quite as intense as some of those other ones. Mm, I've heard differently. Interesting. From... Okay. So, okay. Okay. So, from anyone I know that has a chronic illness. Uh situation or a disability they said real hit them so hard okay so now i'm afraid (laughs) even more i was like i don't even have that but like so many people i know do i'm like i'm afraid this is just gonna like wreck me yeah i mean it's kenny ryan she always wrecks me she's so good though she's so good i i will be you know in bed crying in the (laughs) middle of the night for my kennedy ryan book Yeah. She makes me cry too, which almost nobody does. I cry Same. in like two or three books a year and she can make me cry. Yeah. I, this this is why I only read like <laughs> one or two a year and I'm like, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Last year I was like, I can't do it. Yeah. I can't. There's too much going on. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a year. 2020 yeah. was a year. Okay. So I know you have all been waiting for it. We're going to talk about speculative romance. So sci-fi, paranormal, fantasy, all of the above. I love it. And, you know, maybe this podcast episode will end up being slightly longer than usual. That's fine. (laughs) There's so much to cover. There's so much to cover. Like, why did I think we could do this in an hour? (laughs) I don't know. It's okay. It's okay. We'll get through what we get through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so why don't we start with sci-fi romance? Because I feel like what's taking TikTok by storm right now is the Ice Planet Barbarian series by Ruby Dixon. <laughs> listen, y'all, you can read it all. You can listen to the Ice Planet podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm on episode three. You can hear about Chekhov's dildo. It's all you need in your life, okay? I'm just saying. It's all you need in your life. You have to understand it, and you can join me in the the, the being upset about it. It's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's so interesting. I've actually only read the first Ice Planet book from her, but I've read several of her Rizdiverse books. Yeah. Which I really enjoy because I think they have more tropes that I'm into, but I do kind of want to go back and read some of the Ice Planet. I would books. love for you to read book three of Ice Planet. Mm-hmm. I think it's book three with uh, Chekhov's dildo because oh. it's <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> we need to explain to people what her books are. <laughs> what? <laughs> um Okay, I actually recommend you skip book one is the first thing I'm going to say. Interesting. And go in at book two because book one is where she thought she was writing a very serious alien romance. That's so funny because to me it still read as really campy. And it is. So, I mean, obviously book one, like they crash land on a planet. They've Mm -hmm. been kidnapped from Earth by these other like weird aliens and Mm -hmm. they end up on Not Hoth (laughs) where it's like freezing cold and they have to take this bug parasite into their bodies 
to survive and then they all get mates and I see I feel like book one is a lot of trauma from what they went through right obviously because right. you crash landed on a cold planet listen I like human women with these big blue alien men yeah they're seven feet tall they're velvety um <laughs> they have an extra appendage it's great <laughs> They got tails. What more do you want? But it doesn't take itself too seriously, which is, I think, why I could kind I can get into her. Like, her books are fun. They're like. They are. And you laugh, like, guaranteed you will laugh at least one time at something weird one of the alien men say. Like, they're great. They're great. Without fail, they say something really. It's great. (laughs) I, I I think Ruby, like, deserves all the love. Yeah. Well, I, I also think her ability to do world building and characterization mm-hmm. so well in so few words is really impressive okay so it is because this episode will be going up late i will say this on here um late enough i at one point so this year i was a judge for the Vivi- the vivian award which is like a romance mm-hmm. award and i have to tell you some of those books i read it was rough it was it was really rough and at one point I read a book that was so bad that I was like, is it just me or is it the book? And so what I did was I took a break and read a couple of Ruby Dixon novellas. And I was like, no, it's the book (laughs) because they're so good. Um, So, yeah, I was just I was like, see, she knows how to do character development and world building and do it well and draw you into the story really quickly. And And write like 30 books in one freaking series. It's wild. Yeah. But I mean, I, I feel like if, if Ruby, like, if it just makes you curious, give it a try. Mm-hmm. If you hate book one, possibly skip to book two. Yeah. Like, put it down halfway through. You really, the, the plot is literally they crash land. <laughs> and they find the aliens. Like, yeah. that's it. If people are interested, maybe at some point, once I've read some more of her stuff, maybe I'll do, like, a dedicated Ruby Dixon episode. Because I feel like that that might be fun. We'll see. That would be fun. Yeah. I agree. That would be a good one. Yeah. But there are other alien romance There are. There. So I have not read them. That is why you are here. So share. All right. So we have Anna Guire, who has Strange Love, and she's written other speculative items, like more in the fantasy shifters and stuff like that. Strange Love is definitely for my Mass Effect fans. Okay. He is a Garrus-like hero to an extent. He's kind of a weird, awkward alien man. I imagine it is like the shape of water is how his business works. Oh, okay. But I'm not sure. And, but he doesn't have, like, a, like, he doesn't have, like, he's not just, like, a giant man with a dick, like, just hanging out, like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's different, like, he's got different setup, and that one was really interesting. I actually think you would probably like this one, Bethany, because it is just very different, Mm -hmm. and I loved it because it was different. Beryl ends up coming to his planet and has to compete in this whole competition for them to be able to be mates, Mm -hmm. Uh, and then the dog talks, and that is... (laughs) quite amusing i love it the other author i love i think would be robin lovett okay who has the sex planet books that are traditionally published they have yeah planet of desire is the series and toxic desire is book one and the planet emits a like pheromone like a smell that makes them have to have sex and if they don't have sex they like start breaking out in like a rash and like getting i don't know like driven wild by it almost the need it's very over the top of course (laughs) And yeah, they're like enemies to lovers. And then the last book is a plus-sized heroine uh, who is actually a goddess. I love it. She's a sex goddess. So. Wow. Okay. 
I haven't read that one yet. I've been like saving it. I'm like, this is a rainy day book. Yeah. Because I was like, this is going to be right, <laughs> right up my alley. <laughs> I love that. Okay. I have one not bonkers alien also. Okay. And I think you would also like this one. Okay. I Married a Lizard Man by Regine Abel. What? I just did a buddy read of this. <laughs> I know. I know you're saying what on I'm Earth? like, how is this not bonkers? What? <laughs> this title is the most deceiving thing I've ever read in my life. <laughs> This follows Susan, who's a third daughter um, on, like, an Earth-like planet. And third daughters basically don't inherit anything. Like, so the daughters get the farmland passed mm-hmm. down. And so it's, like, the first daughters and the second daughters get a little bit less. And the third daughters are, like, get out of here. <laughs> so she joins a thing, that a galactic system that will find her a mate. And this alien lizard man is her mate. Mm-hmm. And she ends up going there. And it follows them having the sweetest first night ever, like... His mom and sister take her off to prepare her for the wedding, and they're, like, explaining to her what's happening and what's going to happen and why, like, he's trying to take her uh, back to his village on this animal that she can't ride on because, like, there's no uh, saddle for her, Mm -hmm. and it would, like, hurt her because she's not, like, scaly. (laughs) And, like, he's, like, very sweet about it, though. It's It was so sweet. I was like, what is going on (laughs) with this book about aliens? And why is it sweet? Like, I was so confused. So, those are my alien wrecks. I love that. I feel like I covered the range. (laughs) You did. This was perfect. Okay, so next we're going to talk about paranormal romance and so a lot of times in this what you're gonna get is I mean it it varies like you could get things that are kind of apocalyptic urban fantasy romance type stuff which is gonna be like your Alona Andrews yeah the magic bite series which is more like gritty apocalyptic with magic um real slow burn real slow burn mystery solving crime fighting type stuff okay but this could also include something with like shifters, like Nalini Singh and the Psy Changeling series, which I love, which I know you've just barely started dipping your toes into. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's coming. Yeah. And hers are <laughs> hers are interesting because you could almost kind of call them sci-fi romance because there are sci-fi explanations for why things are the way they are. Uh-huh. I was gonna say in the one I've read, mm-hmm. which is Heart of Obsidian. <laughs> okay. Way to start in the middle. Listen, it's it's a good. What book. does it have? What does it have? It has my favorite thing. Hey, it is a it is a very good book. It is. It was the perfect spot for me to start. I love it. Yeah, I could see that with that one that I read. There's definitely some sci-fi sci-fi elements yeah. to that even. So in this world, it's set in the future, like in a future alternate Earth, and humanity has diverged. There's the regular humans. There's the Psy who have these like psychic abilities, but they have forcibly trained their children into having no emotions supposedly they're not supposed to have any emotions and then the changelings who are all about feeling an emotion and they can shift into animals and so what's interesting is the first book in the series of course is a psi woman who is secretly feeling feelings that she's not supposed to be feeling and a changeling man and it's great. So my favorite thing, though, about the series is if you like the first couple books are pretty good, but they get better. Like book three is still my favorite book of the series, but they get better as you go. And one of my favorite mm-hmm. things about it is that they have wonderful communities. And in later books, you get 
little like sort of asides where you get to see the perspective of characters from earlier books and see them like get married and have babies and like deal with issues that come up over the years and it's so good I love it so much like, if you want to really get into the series and hear someone talk about it my friend who's been on here before Mara from books like whoa has a whole podcast called changeling cast where she goes book by book and does a deep dive into each of them and it's great Listen, am I waiting for Mara to finish? Yes, so that I can just <laughs> listen to her at the podcast and read the book, possibly, okay? Do it. I think that's a great way to go. But paranormal for you, what would you recommend? So my heart and soul in Paranormal belongs to Cressley Cole, who I would put on the opposite end of the side-changeling spectrum of, like, type of paranormal. This is over-the-top, bonkers, like, banana pants, buckle up, we're going on a ride. <laughs> paranormal okay uh, it starts with a hunger like no other which follows a vampire who's been locked underground and he literally rips his leg off to go get to his mate okay like <laughs> we are off to the races mm -hmm. with the series um and i think it's a really fun one to explore because she literally covers everything like there is a ghost there's witches there's vampires there's werewolves mm. there's valkyries like i really love that it it's a big series but it covers so much mm -hmm. you don't always get that in big series right like a lot of times it's just vampires yeah. or just werewolves yeah. and i always enjoy that uh element i still need to try her at some point uh i when you do talk to me and i will give you a specific one to try okay. if you like okay you'll have to because i know. don't i don't know that you're gonna vibe with it in any capacity <laughs> fair enough <laughs> I feel like it's worth a it's worth a try. I, like it, this is how I feel about all of the the authors that I'm like I know you might not be for me, but I want to at least try. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, I adore her mm -hmm. immensely. But I I also reckon like a lot of my friends that love Sci Changeling do not like Crossley Cole. Okay, okay. And <laughs> I I just feel like they're polar opposites of the like. <laughs> The, the spectrum almost yeah. in a weird way somehow that's so interesting yeah side changeling is nice because it also has a lot of like political and murder mystery elements to it so it's another one like if, for people who are into mystery thrillers mm -hmm. it's it's a it's an interesting genre blend i i'm i'm excited to dive into i'm so it. excited for you too i need to continue with it i've not finished it and it's it's on my list of things to do anything else T.J. Klune's Wolf Song series, oh, uh, part of the Greek Creek series, I think is a great uh, male male romance series written by a gay man. Mm -hmm. So you, you've got your own rep happening there. And it is heart-wrenching also. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Gonna make you cry. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I cried in those. I'm like you, though. I don't, I don't cry in a lot of stuff. Yeah. So I really loved them. All of them. They were great. Oh, um, if you want a dark, polyamorous paranormal... Hmm. There's a series called Queen Takes Night by Jolie Sue Burkhart. Oh, those covers, uh, like, gross me out, honestly. I know. So she's a vampire, and they have lots. She has lots of partners. And and, 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 there's, a, and there's a lot of blood on the covers. Like There is. This is. It's a lot. This is a proceed with slight caution, mm -hmm. but it actually didn't. I thought it would gross me out. I was fine. It was really, really hot. Uh, complete polyamorous series. Like the whole series is her like picking up new partners. <laughs> I've gotten through like two of the books. I need to go back and like continue. In book two, at one point, I literally said, "Whose limb is that?" Oh, when wow. I was reading. <laughs> wow. 
but it was a fun time you know it, it's one that i would say you could you could try it even mm-hmm. if you're a little nervous but you want to like dip your toe into a little bit darker mm-hmm. slash a lot of smut mm-hmm. yeah i really really like that series <laughs> it's kind of that nice balance of the two okay and then uh, katie robert again also has a vampire series <laughs> Because she writes everything. Uh-huh. But I will say, actually, one paranormal that I recommend to anyone, and I don't know if you've read this, Bethany, is Deal with the Demon by Chase Verity. I have not. This follows a woman. It's a working mom. She scans a QR code, doesn't read the terms of service, and a demon shows up. Oh, my goodness. And he says, you can do whatever you want with me if you want to kill me and sell my body to make money, et cetera, et cetera, like whatever you want. She turns him into her house husband and has him take care of her two kids so she can start a new job. And he bakes cinnamon rolls and all the things. And it is. Okay, I love this. It is. It's weird. But it's kind of a great paranormal to dip your toes in yeah. with, I feel like. That's hilarious. I love that. If you want, you know, like kind of weird like i feel like when i come to paranormal sometimes i'm like give me the weird one like i don't want the alien like i want to see like the you know different thing yeah yeah that's hilarious okay so lastly under speculative we're going to talk about fantasy romance and i definitely have some go-to recommendations that i think are really really good starting points for people who are lovers of fantasy who want to get into it okay All right. I'm really curious to see if we have a crossover here. I feel like we're going to. So my first big recommendation is a self-pub book. It's on Kindle Unlimited, but it's so good. Um, Rain and Ruin by J.D. Evans, which I push on everybody because it is, I would say like 50% fantasy and 50% romance. Like it's a really great slow burn romance. It is a bit steamy, but like it takes a while to get there, but it's also got fantastic world building character development and the author was in the military for like 10 years and I think you can tell because in the more military scenes it reads like she kind of knows what she's talking about Mm -hmm. I appreciate it it's in like kind of a Middle East-ish setting but with its own world and magic system and stuff that's not like necessarily appropriating culture it's more like the vibes I love it. I think it's fantastic. And I need to read on in the series, but I push this on everybody. And like, I have not had anybody dislike it. (laughs) It's a little slow. I have it on my TBR from you. I I know that. I love it. I mean, a lot of people (laughs) probably do, but it's it's great. And I think for fantasy readers wanting to get into romance, this is a really good pick. If you like high fantasy, another kind of like can't lose is Radiance by Grace Draven. Mm Mm-hmm another slow burn and it's a political arranged marriage and so they decide we're going to make the best of it they become friends initially because they're of two different species they're like not even attracted to each other they find each other's features repulsive but then they become friends and then slowly they start developing feelings for each other and it's beautiful <laughs> it is i i think grace Grace Draven is a great starting point in general. Yeah. Like if you just go check out any of her books, mm-hmm. I think she's for sure she's wonderful. Her, yeah, she's just generally really wonderful for 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 fantasy romance. And then another one that I feel like is heavier on the fantasy, but has good romance. Especially, I like I always tell people like push on to book two of the series if you didn't totally love the first book. But um, El Penelope 
has the series that's about to finish up with the fourth book that I haven't read yet, but I'll, I'll have them listed in the show notes. They're really interesting. They're really, really like kind of an unusual setup where there's a mix of, I guess I would say early modern technology mixed with magic. And each book follows a different couple getting together, Mm -hmm. but there's also a lot of wider world building and politics and stuff. And I think the series really hits its stride in book two. So I'm always sad when there are people who read book one and were like, yeah, it was okay. And then never continue on because like they get really good. I feel like you have to give fantasy like a little bit of room sometimes to like develop. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. <laughs> a song of, I think it, what is it? A song of Blood and Stone, I think is the first one. I think so. Yeah. And it's, it's also, it was her debut too. Mm-hmm. It's the first book she wrote. Anyway, I think that's a good one. Tasha Suri's yes. An Empire of Sand is on my list as an entry point because yes. it gets marketed as fantasy, but I actually feel like it's a romance I agree. more than a fantasy. 100%. I don't know. It's a weird both. Like I see it. Some people are like, it's this, it's that. And I'm like, mm, this is totally a it's romance. It's totally and a romance. Are like, it's not. And I'm like, okay. All right, y'all. <laughs> the central plot is a romance. It's a slow burn, yeah. forced arranged marriage. And they become friends and then fall for each other. And oh my goodness. What a- and such yeah. a good magic system. Like so it's good. so interesting. So good. It blew me away. I was, yeah, I loved yeah. it. Her absolutely. Loved her it. latest book, The Jasmine Throne, is not like it has a romantic subplot, but it's not a romance. Mm-hmm. It's very, very good though for like fantasy. Oh. Empire of Sand. Yeah, I love her. So good. Okay, hold on. Oh, All right. I just Go realized ahead. I totally forgot an author that I love for contemporaries. Oh no. Yeah. Like okay, I'm briefly just gonna say this here. If you like soapy melodrama, you, oh, I know who you're gonna rack. You need to read Cynthia Williams. Yeah, she's so good. She has this series right now that follows an elite black family in the South, and like the melodrama, the family drama. It's so soapy. It's so good, and I just, oh, I love, I love the books that she's writing. Anyway, I just have to throw that in there. Also, I feel like if you're a big fantasy lover. And you aren't reading Millivane mm. for romance, A Heart of Blood and Ashes. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, it's almost it's like over 500 pages. <laughs> I, I mean, if if ever there was a fantasy book, yeah. I do feel like it is a okay. I have a lot of feelings about this one. <laughs> we did this for the Blades and Bodice Rippers book club, and like, I don't know. I think it was not for me. Like, it is a very particular type of. It's a barbarian romance. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't. It's not one that I feel like it's it's necessarily that I feel like you would love. No, yeah. But I feel like people who like that kind of, I guess, grimdark fantasy almost, or like darker fantasies. Yeah. With maybe a little more like tension. This has that. I really, I really loved this one. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, uh, oh my gosh, what is Yavin, mm-hmm. who is like injured and has been like, has like a limp and all these issues. Um, I love escaping, her. And she gets kidnapped by Maddox, who is kind of an asshole. Uh, for the most part. Yeah. yeah. Until he realizes he's doing wrong. And I just, I was surprised, like, because it's long. And I, as a romance reader, I don't necessarily read books always that are, like, 500 plus pages. Yeah. Uh, and I was, like, surprised at how much it pulled me through yeah. um, the story and how much I liked it. I feel like a lot of people who are into barbarian romances have really loved it because it's, like, a modern take on that. I think for like people coming out of fantasy, there's definitely plot hole like holes in the world building. 
mm-hmm. and stuff. And I think my biggest thing is I loved the heroine. She was great. I never liked the hero. And I was like, you can do better. You deserve so much better. <laughs> See, I liked the hero. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, I never uh, I never liked him. I, I mean I can see it. I was like, just leave him. Just leave him and find somebody else. <laughs> I can see it. If you want a heroine who's much stronger, there's the Midwinter Mail Order Bride by Kitty Wilde. Okay. I that's on my TBR. I wanna read that. Which follows Princess Anya who basically like sees something in her town before she leaves to go be married off to this barbaric king. Um Kale the Conqueror and he's not necessarily like actually that like evil like he's just being portrayed that way mm-hmm. uh, and their meat cute is her standing like on a chase or something with a sword drawn like threatening everyone to take her back to her homeland because she knows something's wrong mm-hmm. and it's their journey back so that she can like save her parents basically like her her home country interesting it's a very interesting very uh a quick read it's a novella so i blew through it and i was like oh this is fun i love it any other fantasy um, romances you want to talk about kj sutton okay i feel like she's like i mean it, it's fairies okay but it's like fantasy but it's but it's also paranormal i guess i don't yeah. know i mean this falls i mean i don't know if you've read these or heard of these at all I've really seen or them not. Around, but i haven't read them there another one I would say check the content warnings on mm-hmm. before you like dive in and it isn't like one and done in a book. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's a series. But it has like romantic it's like a good mix of romantic elements. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like in book one we got like a full, you know, because it's a series, so you're not getting that full romance in one book. Mm-hmm. But this follows Fortuna, who is a fairy. Um, and she's in the like human world and she has to go back to like save her brother. Um and this like fairy king desires her. And it's a whole just, like, her journey of, like, navigating the world and how to get through it. Book two, I basically screamed at the end. I was stunned at what happened. <laughs> um, and I haven't read book three yet because of it. I was like, I don't, I, I'm not ready. Oh, wow. Okay. I was like, I'm not ready. I need to know when book four is coming out for me to read book okay. three. So it is one of those. You may, like, read the first two and then say, mm, let me take a break. Uh-huh. But I really like the fact that she really shows fairy the fae folk being like evil okay because like if you know anything about like the history of fae folk like they're they're usually not nice yeah (laughs) bad time yeah not a good time and i i actually like enjoy that versus like it's kind of the opposite of your sarah j mosses right which i was just thinking like we can't not talk about a major entry point for a lot of people into romance Mm -hmm. fantasy romance sarah j mass and yeah. the Court of Thorns and Roses series. It's if you wish those were darker, KJ Sutton's for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I, I do feel like her books also are like a gateway into mm-hmm. the romance genre. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay, so I feel like we've covered a lot of ground here. There could we I mean, we could go on, but this is hopefully <laughs> helpful for people, gives you a good overview of mm-hmm. What is out there, the breadth and range of 
options in romance. There's something for everybody and, you know, some good places to start. So with that said, we're going to move into On My Radar, which is where I share recent or upcoming book releases in sci-fi, fantasy, and romance I'm excited about. And then our guests will have the opportunity to share one as well. The books for today's episode will be released between August 3rd and August 16th, 2021, with the exception of the guest recommendation, which may include any upcoming release. I've got some good ones for you today. On August 3rd, we've got three books coming out I'm excited for, and I have read one of them. I'm currently reading one of them. One I loved is If the Shoe Fits by Julie Murphy. This is Disney publishing dipping their toes into the adult romance genre, and I loved it. It's The Bachelor meets a modern take on Cinderella with a plus-size heroine, and I thought it was fantastic for anybody who, like me, was disappointed in One to Watch and felt like it didn't give you what you were looking for. Perhaps try If the Shoe Fits. And then what I'm reading right now that's pretty interesting is A Lesson in Vengeance by Victoria Lee. This is a YA book, older YA, that is queer dark academia set at an exclusive boarding school with witchy magic stuff. And it's very interesting. There's also like a death in the past and more deaths in the distant past. Very in their head intellectual girls reading highbrow literature. <laughs> it's it's fun. Uh, and then lastly, August 3rd, we've got The Dating Dare by J.C. Lee. This is a contemporary romantic comedy where a game of truth or dare leads to a no-strings-attached arrangement. I think it's going to be fun. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Then August 10th, I've got two books to mention. First up, we have The Sisters of Reckoning by Charlotte Nicole Davis. This is the second book in a duology. It's a YA fantasy western with a queer girl gang. I loved book one. I'm excited to see how she wraps up the story. And then lastly, Mark of the Wicked by Georgia Bowers. This is a creepy YA debut fantasy about a young witch unraveling the mystery of who is framing her for dark magic. So all of those sound exciting. Do you have anything to share? Yeah, so I did pick an August release. I, I could not find one that you didn't have on the list already. I was like, oh, I'll do that. And I was like, nope, she took uh, it. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> so I will say Bombshell by Sarah McLean. Okay. Um, which I felt like per- ties in perfectly because I was like, she's one of my favorites. This is a historical romance. This is Victorian. And we're following a heroine that we met in a previous series by her, but you do not have to have read that series to follow it. But her sisters were known as like the Scandalous Sisters. So, of course, Cecily, the sister, is still not married, and she's 30. Mm-hmm. And we're following her adventures with uh, a group of women who are maybe up to no good and giving some men who deserve it what they deserve. I love it. And a grumpy hero named Caleb, who is like an American, and they're kind of dodging each other. I'm at like 75%, and I literally don't want to finish <laughs> the book because I don't want it to be over. And I don't do that. Like, I rarely do this. But I was just like, I just like, what if I only read like a little bit (laughs) every day until it comes out and I can listen to it again. Um, But it has been so good. Absolutely love it. Highly recommend. It's definitely got like the, uh, I don't know, it's got like some suspense to it without being like a suspense. Yeah. You know, you're very, I'm very intrigued by the rest of the group that I'm sure will have their own books. It's been a blast. Sounds like a lot of fun. So go check all of this out. As always, all of these books will be listed in the show notes. And again, this has been Chapter 3 Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany. You can follow us on 
Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Chapter 3 Podcast. And actually, it's been fun on TikTok. I've started doing book recommendation videos. So if you're looking for specific recommendations, hit me up over there and uh, maybe you'll get featured. The next episode is going to be available in two weeks. And this episode's bonus content will be available to patrons in the next few days. Thanks for listening.